artists have this habit of lip syncing on stage. Why is it acceptable? How is that acceptable? The general bit of it is that they can't sing for a long time. But I don't think that they've kind of trained themselves up to that level where they're able to do it. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna go down to the pub, have a few mixed grill, have a glossy, couple of fags. Come on, let's start singing. What's up, people? Welcome to this week's episode of the Indie and Doctor podcast. Different settings, different place with a very special guest. We are joined today by Ricky Bundle, the man himself. Get How you guys doing? You all right? Get that. First of all, yeah, thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for the thank kind for invitation. Really on a Sunday morning, yes. we appreciate it. Yes. You can be at home, eating plant here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. hungover are we? Pretty bad. Yeah, how yeah. bad? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say about seven. Seven, seven, out, of seven. out of ten yeah, for like yeah. ten being, <clears throat> I can't walk. Ten, no, but the thing is, even on, as you're married and you have kids, you still got to do jobs regardless, mm. isn't it? You've yeah. functional. What? So I'm yeah, functional yeah. hangover. Oh, so you're a functional ten. So, so, so you can be a functional 10, which means you're still functioning, but you're struggling. Yeah, yeah. So you're yeah. seven to that. That's right. I get See, it, I get it. I understand the metrics now. That's why you guys are professionals. I understand you, understand yeah. you understand these things. He's ten. a doctor, he understands them. I'll, no, I'll, I'll keep looking at him. I feel like taking a guitar for saying, doctor, I've got this problem, yeah. that problem. <laughs> you know, I, I love how you're like a teller, huh? Yeah, yeah. You're that guy in a goodness gracious me, well, Bhangra probably the closest to <laughs> yeah. Ricky, you've got a mad history in Bhangra, right? And me and Doctor have a lot of lack of understanding built there in the Bhangra world that yeah. we just want to understand from you because we see yeah. the music that comes out front. We don't see what happens behind it. Yeah. And we want to understand from you because you know so many people. You've had major people on your part. Yeah. You've had Jazzy B, H Dummy, all those guys that have come by. You clearly know people. Yeah. So we don't understand any of this with how it all works in the background. So we're trying to understand from your perspective, yeah. help us see the ins and outs that we just don't get to see. So from like the production of a song, from all those little bits and bobs, all the politics. Yeah. We really appreciate you that when we did Pangana, what people see on the stage is what that, but there's so much beef behind the scene between teams, stage time, all this. So there must be some behind the scenes stuff in Night in the Festival. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a case of luck in one way. So I was born in uh, Hansworth. And at the time, when you're looking at kind of the 80s, I would say, yeah, that was the, the nurturing time. So the guys who were there before laid the foundation, the AS Kong, Pajungi group, all these guys, yeah, they did the, the, the hard work, but there was no money in it at that point. So w when we're thinking about it now, we measure metrics and industries and politics by how much money's being made now, which I'll I'll get to. Yeah. But in the in the 80s, as people were uh, building up their live scene, people were getting married. And some of the key gateway people were like video people, believe it or not. So wedding films started to get filmed. Yeah. Sorry, weddings started to get filmed. And so when people used to go there, they say, oh, we need a caterer, we need this, we need yeah. that. So these guys set up kind of preferred suppliers. So Aparapajan was one guy who I've had on the, the podcast. Yeah. Like my dad, the, the, a lot of the football teams, you know, think about it. You've got 20 men going to be getting married. Yeah. If you get one wedding within there, all of a sudden you're going to get 20, ain't you? Yeah. You're, the guy. you're the guy. Then yeah. if you've got, uh, if, you're, if he was connected to Aparasagit, Aparasagit are going to get 20 bookings. Entertainment, or, yeah. yeah. There we go. So then if you go to London, it'll be similar. So that whole live scene really thrived on it. And, you know, they talk about quite a lot of unity. I think people were obviously more gentlemen there. There weren't that many distractions, so to speak, you know, like 
to going out here, recording the, all these different places. So everyone knew everyone. There was a more collective. You would you say there was a lot of respect at the time? Yeah, I think there was healthy competition right. from my understanding. And but there were rules. There was, there was kind of unwritten rules. You know, you don't do this, you don't do that. Yeah. Uh, don't jack my booking. Well, you don't jack your booking. Or, you know, you don't go on stage asking where the, where the women are at and doing all these things, which happens right now. Right? Sorry, what? Yeah, you've got artists who go on stage going, where's all the fit bitches at? Where's this, that? And you're like, what <laughs> don't chat shit. Don't chat shit. It's disgusting. Listen, no. when, when we do a live pod, yeah, make sure you don't say spell it. Yeah. <laughs> what am I saying? Yeah. No, the reason I'm saying that, Ricky, is Why is it me? Indy's number one fit. Not, not specifically. He's like, so if we do a live show, I think I'm going to say something in the first five minutes, I'm going to get cancelled. This I is the number, number one fear. That's my, that's my number one fear. Yeah, but the, the, the point is, the point of cancellation is, is that if you've got, if you've got a substance to kind of back up your point, you've got to respect your point. Yeah, you course. can disagree with somebody. Is it, well, that's your point, isn't it? Exactly. You know, and that's your opinion. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could be saying this now. I'm not massively qualified. I'm only giving you my experience yeah, and yeah, just being by luck. So when you've got the AEC that goes on and the, the music starts coming through, we get a first, second generational kind of musicians coming through yeah. within yeah. here now. And then Birmingham and Soho Road was just a complete capital or hub of, of all creativity. You've heard it here first, guys. Birmingham, not London. Not London. Birmingham. Hey, yeah, what yeah. are you sending me for, man? Yeah. I'm, I'm Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham, <laughs> you know, it's more specifically within Hansworth. Okay. So like, I, I've said it quite a lot on my podcast, but going, going to school, I had John Miles' house, top of my road. Right. AS Gong, literally around, around the corner from yeah, him. Yeah, Used to go past Suffrey's house. Right. You see, on the right hand side is where Pindajak and uh, Jazzy B used to live in, in uh, uh, one of the roads in Hansworth, yeah. And then oh, uh, wow. Sukshinda Shinda. Yep. Then we had uh, Pradesi, used to be around the corner from Bibinarki School, uh, yep. Bibinarki Gordwara, and uh, opposite Bibinarki Gordwara was my primary school, which is Hukri. Opposite there used to be um, Gachan Mal's uh, recording studio. Mm. So auto blasters and everything like this. We used to be recorded there. So you used to see artists coming down. So we used to be playing football and then you kick the ball out or something into the road and you're asking for people. And we all uh, did like throw it back over. So I remember once like Shin DCS got the ball and like threw it back to us. Wow. That was, at that stage, that was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Celebrities. So this was like, and then as you get a little bit older, going to secondary school, that's catch a bus. But going through Saw Road, you would see Roma Music Bank, Oriental Star Agency, DTF, all these, DTF, yeah. Envy, all these record labels were Envy, all on this one road. Yeah, so yeah. You, were, you were just naturally involved in it. Like if you were a fan, like some people just, you know, it's not their interest, which is fair enough, but I was playing the door. I used to, just, I used to love like the- The whole scene. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was it. So through that, um, being in, I used to play door myself. Um, you get to know a, f a few people. And then um, that's been kind of a, a good way of getting people onto the get onto yeah. the show. But um, a lot of people don't come on at all. Yeah. What do you mean, come on? You know, you, you can invite them, uh, but a lot of people, you know, they for their own reasons don't want to go on or. But those reasons blank. tend to be. Go on, hang on, go on. What your pod? Or yeah, like, the podcast. Oh, yeah, the, the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. At, at the moment, we've got we're in a very strange, weird place with with podcasts and and the general kind of creatives arena for uh, let's say brand people, okay, or okay. South Asian community, because like you guys doing this now in house production, doing as much as you can, the return on investment is going to be very little to start it off is, with, and, you, and we're playing a gamble for 
for long term because we want to sustain and build a legacy for the next generation, mm. you know, for them to come through and say, here's something that we, we've made, like pick it up and take it on. Yeah. But you got some of our biggest stars who are doing, um, you know, I've, I've just recorded this piece myself, but, you know, I'll say it on here as well, but you've had the likes, the biggest artists around the, around the world have come to the UK yeah. over the last 18 months. Yeah. And they've done no interviews. As in, so they've done their professional tours and sets. Yeah. But so not sat down for an in-depth. Yeah, but they haven't gone to BBC. The yeah, 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 okay. So if you're not going to do an interview with BBC, what chances have smaller Small creatives platform. got? And if they don't get it, then all the, all the industry around it, people filming, these guys who've taken their time out to do it, you've come down to do this. It's, it's not worth it and it just stops. So you kill that next generation of creativity. So to, to play devil's advocate from their side, you can point, they can point the finger and say, it's my manager, it's my time schedule, uh, I'm stretched. We've got so many things to do. Look, man, if, they, if, they, if they've got time to do a real dancing like a prat, you've got time to do an interview. Mm. I think I know you're and talking what's about. the interview for? <laughs> the interview's for them. It's for them to do their advertising, what they're promoting, their tour, a book. Well, they don't do books. Yeah. Do album. Doing everything else. Exactly. So if you're I think what I would suggest, Ricky, is with the amount of eyes that are on now, social media big, 80s artists obviously could do a lot of things, but you wouldn't see it. I think a lot of artists now, depending on who's interviewing them, are scared that they'll be put on the spot, ask the question, they say the wrong thing, they're liable. That, get, that clip gets like, you know, 10, 20 seconds, goes viral. This is what he thinks about this. But that, that's the promotion. They want something to go viral. That's true. That's, you know, yeah, all, all promotion is good promotion. Yeah. But I think some of them are genuinely scared about what should we say. And if we control the narrative. Do you think, who's going who's gonna to cancel them? Do you think the industry, I agree. Do you yeah. think, both of you, do you think the industry is big enough to get somebody cancelled? Knowing what people have got away with already, what, what, what more could they say that's going to get them cancelled? Well, cancellation, cancellation being cancellation being the last one you make a good point yeah the last one wherever you got he did a sold out tour well, exactly just now, didn't he? Yeah. sold out tour around the world mm. his bank balance ain't cancelled I'll tell you that right now <laughs> it's true he had the flag he laid low for a little bit it's all cyclical and then it comes back but then it comes to people don't forget things like that our community do hold on to things some people do cling on to bad shit that's just how we are, unfortunately. So, for example, when it was the protests happening in India for the yeah. farmers, Gajib mm. was the one who spoke up the most yeah. against Hindu nationalists. Yeah. I will forever have a lot of respect for him for that yeah. because I'm thinking you use your platform for us, for your people. Yeah. For me, regardless of whatever you do from here now, I will always give you the benefit of the doubt because you spoke up for us when yeah. you didn't need to. Yeah. As a result, he's lost everything Bollywood-based. Yep. No one associates themselves with him anymore, yep. but he's gone global in his own way and he's mm -hmm. made his own pathway and now he's mm -hmm. breaking into mainstream music. That is a big deal. So I will support him until the cows come home. With other people who didn't speak up, I do look and think, why don't you say something? Because this is technically your homeland, your people, and you're just not helping. But the thing is with, with that, I mean, from outside, we can have that opinion, and I'm I'm almost similar to to what you what you're saying. Mm. The, the difficulties is that we don't live in their life over there. I see that as we well. Don't, and the politics around it makes things difficult. It, it's not just they get affected; it's their it's their the family, family. Yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know the infrastructure around yeah. it. So, from one side, oh, you should do this and do that, but then at the same time, what are we doing in our own part? If you've maximized your sphere of influence, fair play to you, well done. But you can't have that same kind of 
opinion on somebody else without knowing their full circumstances. And if as they well. have more because to lose. If they're trying to put Rutti on their table and they're the only person that the industry is working, you know, like what you see on, on, on social media is completely different to what you see in terms of backstage, in terms of even from a money, a monetary point of view. Mm. If, if you can't be doing sold out tours here and you're giving away three tickets at the same time, mm. you know, the Jeep and these guys are the top 5%, where well, they don't need to do that. Yeah. That massive layer in between, yeah. that's where, you know, that's the lifeblood for, for, our, for the industry, mm. to our heritage and stuff. And are people going to risk something by, you know, getting into a need, not a needless, but poking, poking a, a line when it doesn't need to be, you know, they could just navigate around it. But then at the same time, you should be confident enough that if you're doing an interview that you don't have to answer that question. That's it. And this is the relationship between... You can still control the narrative afterwards. Of course For you example, can. For example, even exactly. with this, any yeah. interview that we do with any guest, we pass them the recording and say, are you happy with this? Yeah. In case they want something cut, and I get it, some people get very comfortable in the moment and they don't want to say things. Ex- they're like, in hindsight, I, I don't want to keep that in. I'm, I'm like, cool. I've had that, you know, where I've done, done an interview and I've had a call the next day saying, listen, I'm not 100% about this bit. I said, listen, look, if you want that bit taken out, that's fine. Yeah. Mm. My opinion on it is this, this, this. Yeah. If you think that's, and then sometimes they'll be like, okay, we'll, we'll go with what you said. Sometimes I said, nah, there's a family situation. Yeah. Something's happened. I need to uh, kill Judge. someone. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? You got to respect You that. don't know what, what it is. So, you know, from, from that side, if you look at Gadarsman as being the case study, mm. how much work that he's done in a lot of other areas, fair play. In a lot of, some areas, my opinion, he's done it bad. But he's also, you can't just dismiss somebody just one bit because mm. what, we're going to get summarised by one action or a, or a paragraph or yeah. a statement by somebody. It's, it's, nuanced, it's really difficult. It? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, very it's much more complicated than that. And I think by saying it, it's a yes, no answer, I think does it a disservice to both mm. them and us. Going from that era to then of the 90s to now, yeah. do you feel like you've obviously seen the progression of being in tune of everything from then till now? You're a lot older than we are, so you have a clear memory. No, 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 hang on, hang on. I'm saying this. I'm saying this as a form of respect. I'm all at the grace. I'm saying this as a form of respect because you have the memory of seeing that from a very young age that we didn't get to see. Mm. So, seeing from then till now, do you think that music, Punjabi music at the moment, is at an all-time low in terms of output and talent? It depends who you speak to. Okay. So, your opinion? What was the peak of Punjabi industry? For me, it's kind of like a favourite era as well at the same time. I would say early to mid-90s, going up to... Early to mid-90s, okay. Yeah. Going artists at that time. Early 2000s. Artists. Like artists who were oh, Jazzy, that time. Jazzy was just on another level. That yeah. I mean, like, people forget hmm. how massive... So just around the corner from it, it like Bingley All, he did a, he did a Maharaja's um, uh, launch party. Yeah. Okay. I think there was about two to 3,000 people there. They blocked... The traffic was ridiculous going all the way back up Saw Road just to and get into that venue. Five, yeah, it was mm, massive, yeah. massive. But also, people forget how big B21 were. Yeah. yeah. You know, like <laughs> Bally Jack. You know how, you know, this is controversial, but as big as Diljeet was, B21 were potentially on that level. They cracked all, all that time then. Yeah, yeah. That they was a cracked. Remember those social media? Yeah. They See, that's the thing. India, Had they existed now? America, CDs, those markets, everything were all yeah. selling out. Um, oh, what was that film? Ben Lee Beckham, they were there. They did they, kill it. They smashed it. Uh, just them three. I think they released just under 25 songs. Yeah. That. 
Yeah. And look what the impact was, what they, well, they did. Wow. I think so, yeah. If you look at it, if you... As a group. Yeah, as yeah. A group. No, but if you think about it, you just think, oh, they've made so 25, wow. Look at the albums. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back, back on public demand, yeah. And they were yeah, about 24, yeah. maybe. Could be wrong. And if they existed now... It's a different industry, in it? Because yeah. now it's like the boy band look. Yeah. It's, the, you know, obviously Bali was went massive on its own. Mm. Buta was making... Um, Suffrey's album at the age of 16, 17. That's how old he was when he made it. Wow. So he must have been getting those tuppers, man, for not focusing at school. <laughs> no, but he was at Holly, he went to Holly Ed School. Yeah. Was in the, the, learned from there. Um, was in the band, joined up with like Tubsy. Mm. They made Tolo low, low, low when he was 16, but then Suffrey had got them in at that time, just around about that time. I think by 19, he'd done Bomb the Thumbi and everything. Think about that at 90. Mm. Okay. So for you, mid-90s, early 90s, mid-90s. Yeah. I think, I think it's also based on kind of what your childhood is as well, and it? You yeah. know, it was... What's your preferred era? It was yeah. fun. It was, you know, there was just loads of things, you know. What emotion does that sound bringing you from your childhood? Like, those examples, isn't it? Family, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's family. Because family you had a, yeah, you had a <laughs> yeah. lot more weddings around that time. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah your cousins yeah. are first getting married. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, it's, a, it's close relationships, and then you're experiencing... You know, new new families coming together, and mm. you know the singers were at their peak. You didn't know that at the time, but you know exactly. It's in retrospect, yeah, yeah. But even when you think of kids, you think about some from your old childhood. It's always blue sky. Mm. It's never it was pissing mm. down with rain, yeah, is it? Yeah, so your yeah. memories are always kind of biased, anyway. skewed a bit. Yeah. yeah. So going back to the question, then that, oh. that that's your favorite era to the nineties. Mm. Now, do you feel as though it's low? Yes. Like there's not enough output. What's your feeling what's on the things now compared yeah, to Yeah, what's the state? Um, yeah, depending on who you speak to. So, I'm, I'm a more kind of cautious, kind of cynical uh, kind of person, anyways, especially as you're getting older. You, there's always a reason Me for this. Me and you this. will get on very well. Yeah, like, sorry. <laughs> conspiracy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm miserable. <laughs> negative. <laughs> all these things, right? So, um, so you, you do get shoots of ideas and and hope that's the word. brilliance hope. yeah yeah not brilliance oh wow not brilliance no it's hope okay so but they quickly get they quickly get smothered by just by loads of other other things where you oh you know who they're working with or what they're doing and you hear okay. the kind of parts around it okay so what only recently i was with um manny sandy okay yeah and where's he been oh he's trust me He's got an avalanche coming. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's done subcar stuff and everything, man. He's yeah, yeah. Trust me, his, his bank balance ain't missing. I tell you no, that no, as well. No, 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 I'm not saying that, but but, but I, I I loved his music when he came out with like yeah. Donny Conny etc. I was like, this is amazing. But, yeah. but, but that evokes emotion in me because I I heard that in uni. Yeah. So I have a really real yeah. close affinity. But he's also that. you've got to think about how many singers that he's bought through the industry yeah, yeah, as well yeah. at the same time but I was chatting to him and he goes the problem that people got here is the UK is so divisive and a lot of people think UK is just the market as you experience and you work with an artist and you know we're like with Frenzy that I know he's got access to different markets all the other Frenzy time or I'm just Manny. using Frenzy as an example okay, from fine. there. Yeah, and, yeah. and Manny in this, in this right. area, it's, it's very similar. So 
if you concentrate on UK, it can be very negative. Okay. But let's say you've got a million Punjabis who live in, in, in the UK. Mm. You've got 35 million Punjabis in, in uh, India and Punjab. Yeah. And then you're going to have tens, another, so let's say 10 million in Canada. Yeah. So where's your market? What are you aiming it for? If you're still thinking UK, UK, that's fine from an ethical, moral point of view if that's your passion. But if you're going to be earning money, you're looking in the wrong space. That should be your space where you where you go. Do you think they cater into that? And they've changed the way they produce music for that reason. I think so, but you know, if you we talk just lightly from experience that I see where people make music, you can have a vocal recorded in India, yeah, produced in Canada. Jazzy Nick, said this on your yeah, 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 clip. Jazzy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, you could be doing a, just for one song. It's gone mm. around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think the technology nowadays has made the industry better. There is a big risk now with AI. Yeah. In terms of what that what that can do, um, so either people embrace it or they just kind of rip off and take it to take it to, to their own advantage. And that, and again, the, the reason why I'm a bit a little bit bit cautious on it is the very reason why I said when I when we started this conversation, which was about that next generation, that like, where's the next generation of musicians coming through? Yeah. How are they going to operate? If everything could be AI replicated, then people are not going to be... Have the skills. You know, why am I going to pay a studio musician 150 quid or whatever it could be when I can just rip it off? Using so we AI. had a guy on recently called DJ Fresh, and we said to him, how easy is it now to manipulate samples from music? And he mm. said, it's so simple. And now, it's only two years in. Yeah. So if you give, let's say, with ChatGPT, let's say 18 months, right? Yeah. Look what's, what's happened in that 18 months there. And we're, and GPT is one thing. I've not seen AI be used correctly in Bangarao music. I've seen it used in broad, broad, broad music. So people have made random, really? random, random Drake I, I, could tell, I could tell you some of your biggest songs that you've heard this year have had AI in there. Genuinely. I can't tell you. I, can't, on, I no, won't no, say no, which one. How much AI are we saying? Percentage wise. Are we saying it AI mastered the beat it all? Or? Are we saying it made the beat? All I would say is the core part of a song had been fully AI. The music element you're talking about. Not the singing. Wow. Uh, a bit of both. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Hang on. And, wow. <laughs> has, and has AI manipulated the audio to make it sound better, like a kind of auto-tune aspect? Uh, yeah, well, auto-tune to a point is AI. It is, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like accepted AI. Yeah, yeah, that's it. How much yeah. is yeah, it? So, yeah, you, 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 I, could, I could say nail on head. Okay. okay. But what we're seeing now, how is it different? Auto-tune has been around for a while and it's kind of accepted. Yeah. How is this different, what you're seeing now? Uh, I think you've got where from a, a, a lyricist point of view, I think obviously with the, the lack of Punjabi being spoken is having a huge effect on how kids are interpreting songs or understanding what it is. I think it's driven more about um, sort of the bass and non-Punjabi element within there as well. That's, so that's, 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 true. that's, that's an interesting true. point, man. In, in, but when you play a tall and a kid hears a tall and a Punjabi especially, yeah. there's something in the blood that just gets them you going. Get it. You're incredibly correct. <laughs> yeah, right? But, but irrespective of how much Punjabi spoken, you're right. Like when we do Bhangra mixes, how much of the time do we actually listen to what's been said? It's yeah. just the beat drops it's the just the beat of when you're going to do your move, right? That's it, yeah. yeah. But like, it's, I don't even know if it's a correct analogy, but it's kind of tribal, isn't it? It's like, mm. you know, that's your music. Yes, it, there's something that's the, you're connected. Yeah, it's like um, and the analogy I was using was like kind of football. So I'm a United fan. 
my kids are United fans. I, I like, you know, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. yeah just, More it's like there, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, it's a doctorate that it's in there. But yeah. you go to his when I speak to him about football. Yeah, he loves other players. He likes other teams. He knows all the which is fair. Yeah, and when you see this, th- that tribalism is not in the younger generation anymore. It's getting diluted. Yes, yeah, because yeah, now they're fans of football. They're like. Holland, like this, that, yeah, where, it's been yeah. like that in basketball for years. Yeah. I, I think it's a natural and, progression. And, I think, sport, it, and I, think. I think it's happening here. But the, the difference is with the Punjabi music is if we lose that um, kind of that Punjabi, yeah, that's gonna have a, a huge effect on how people interpret. Because look at the look at some of the songs that have come out. Yeah, they are so basic Punjabi. It goes down to just bulle bulle, hi hi, you know, one hi, or two hi. words, right? <laughs> and that's made the song. If there's anything like Bunga in a, you know, sort of complicated or something to think about. When you listen there. to lyrics by Sidhu, those mm. are advanced lyrics compared yeah, to what we hear at the are. moment. Of course And I am I do not speak good Punjabi at all. Yeah. I have to sit there and read the lyrics, yeah. translate it to English yeah. and understand what he's saying. So how long are you reading that those lyrics for? As much as I can. Let's say for two, three minutes, four minutes yeah, for yeah. the song, right? What are the kids watching now, shorts? Their concentration is about 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah. true, true. That's true. They'll flip out even on shorts. They just bang it like next one, next one. It's such a consumer market that you know to ask the people to dedicate time to actually think about it. Because the question then becomes, why is it relevant? If I like the song, the song's a bang. I'm going to dance to it. Do I need to understand? Yeah. And that's a good point, man. So you think the future potentially of Punjabi music industry is that actually we have less spoken Punjabi and it's just more about the beat and the way it sounds. Yeah, at the moment. But the the, the irony of it is, is when you when when a you know, from when I was doing interviews and speaking to people, is the first thing they ask for is lyrics. Because lyrics. there's beats coming out everywhere. Yeah. Right? People steal beats. People do, like, loads of other, other things. Like, I think there was some of every combination on the, on the guitars ever been played hey, already. Right? He did it live. So, yeah, 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 so someone's yeah, yeah. going to nick something. Someone's always influenced someone. So everyone's stolen beats from so what's go unique? back. All right, so here's my question to you, Rick, then. So from the people you worked with artist-wise, Everybody's got to make pee, right? So you've got to put food on the table. So yeah. that's one thing. Do you, when you speak to artists, are they saying, okay, I want to make, you know, bangers that will play at weddings, like, you know, Shady Man, Thin Peg, that kind of stuff. Or are they saying, actually, I want to make intentional songs which have a good message, good Punjabi, and there's a real kind of, you know, like, not political element, but there's a, a real reason. What are they, what, what are they doing? I don't know. I, I even to the point don't think that they even strategize what they what they do what they're thinking really because like if you, if you look at some artists now they charge a singer might charge 15 20 grand to sing at a wedding like I said okay right? yeah and then because the Jeet or Gurren or AP have charged X amount to do an arena tour yeah per show yeah they're thinking that they can, can command that like, oh, you're talking gonna, about other artists, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they use that as a benchmark. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. traditionally what used to happen was if you got an album, yep. you take that album on tour. That was it, yeah. So now you've got this whole surge of uh, EPs and albums. But before there was kind of that, you remember that gentleman's agreement? I think Gadasman used to be, Gadasman does it one year, anyone else could do it the year after. And it's what, the year after? A tour in the UK. Oh, okay. right. So you, so you don't separate each other's toes. Yeah. But the last two years we've seen since COVID was like, that's gone out of the world. Everybody yeah, does but that's because everyone's trying to make money back. From exactly. So if we're talking about making money, then I don't think in terms of the strategy, in terms of what kind of songs that they want from, you know, are important. 
I think they okay. put out so much content, some singers, yeah. that you could have a, a deep, meaningful song in there. You could have... Should cover could all have, the bases. Yeah, yeah. I think people are going so eclectic now uh, in their taste. I, 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 you I know, know, like, you know Jazzy quite well. Let me use Jazzy as an example, right? I don't know him too well, but I wish I did. But from the interview, <laughs> from the interview you've done, someone yeah. like Jazzy, right? Like, you know, staple, been there a long time. Does he have a lot of involvement with the lyrics? Or is it like, you're yeah, a lyricist, yeah. I'm going to yeah. sing, I'll sing whatever you I, give I me. I think, not, not just Jazzy, I think the majority of them have. have they have, do. Yeah, they have Okay, it. they want control of that element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in which case then, take me from start to finish of a song being made to end. I'm the worst for this bit. I'll just I'll point that I bit out. I genuinely don't from know what, I've seen, what happens. Just from my understanding. I feel like it's all like disjointed and it's like, oh, I might no, like start okay, a conversation with this I think, person. I, I think you're right because um, I spoke to Omen Hair, like, oh, Omen Hair, yeah. I spoke to him yeah. and I spoke to Buddha. Like, uh, Buddha would, he, he, when I did it, I did a super rare interview with him. Like nobody, like, I think, I think Satman did one. It was super rare. He gives interviews. Yeah. And he goes, I used to go to India, I used to see what the latest songs, and then he goes, I used to hear it, I thought, oh, I could do that better. So he used to work, his thing was, and his side passion was working on covers, and then, because he's got the elements with it, and he goes, I can, I can do, it be- do it better. So, so that's one style of working. There's some people who would say, I've got this beat, and they'll send it to a lyricist and say, make me a song to this, compose a melody to this. Okay. Some other people say, well, we've got a lyrics, let's make a beat to it to fit it in. Um, and some people say, I've got a singer and I need to somehow just got to make it work. Just throw That's loads so of elements. Because if you think of traditional music, you have producer, singer, yeah. bus. But do you know the producers on some of the big songs out there in the mainstream? No, I don't. Exactly. But, but we are, we're run by... We are run by producers, Yeah, And we also singers. have to have the lyricist name in the song. So you'll know the lyricist name. You'll probably know the producer before the singer. Which is crazy. Yeah. So it's the way we are... Such a unique industry from my observation. Do you know, for years I used to think as a kid, like, I'm in here singing that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, ground shaker. No, he's not. I'm in here singing that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but, but, but it's not him. And in videos as well. So it's like, that's you know, a, that's a jam, man. Yeah, I yeah. thought that little kid oh, was singing that's a jam. Yeah, Rico. Yeah, Rico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy, a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's a few of the lads in that yeah. video, you know, who we know and gone into different, gone into different industries. But, yeah, it, it, it was just because I think at that time there was so much content. There was an album coming out, you know, two a month or something yeah, from yeah. different labels. Wow. But he was, they, they couldn't afford to bring um, the singer over. The singer wouldn't, wouldn't know how to look in front of a camera. Some people used to be the ghost produced. Some people were, you know, ghost singers. You know what I mean? Some people don't look good on camera as well. The first time I saw Lembert, I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, this, this is Lembert. I was like, he's singing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why is there this resistance then from us in the Desi world to not allow Bangarad to grow into this new gen? Because if you think about hip-hop, I think about 90s hip-hop, 2000s hip-hop. I love those eras. Hip-hop today to me is fucking trash. I hate it. But I understand this is the evolution of the game. I'm thinking Bangarad's going in that direction now where it's less about traditional beats. It's more about a hip-hop trap kind of vibe. And it's actually working because it's getting more and more mainstream. But it dilutes down, as you said, the traditional aspect. Isn't that natural with what's happening with music? I think what we're seeing now is that in the early 2000s, you remember when like Timberland started using a lot of 
Uh, and I love him for it. Yeah, yeah. How he's, he used he's all those, of, yeah, all those samples. Which he doesn't make anymore. And he, I, he's changed his vibe as well. And I think now as well, because of the views game, the yeah. click game, yep. and they're seeing some of these numbers, like if, you, if, you're, if you're Drake, yeah, and you're seeing the numbers. What Sidhu was getting comments was all this. They'd be thinking, "Yo, hang on, there's a brand pound here." Yeah, and I think that's what's happening now, where the big record labels are looking at that market and saying, "Yo, they, we need to tap into this. We need to get yeah. engagement like this, whether it's bought or not." They stats are stats. What what people look at, yeah. numbers. Yeah. They'll be manipulated to whatever. But I think that's where it's coming in now, where for mainstream artists to have that kind of crossover and they'll see the engagements going up. Because what used to happen before was you'd get a massive artist working with a, a Desi artist. Mm. And the Desi artist is the only one who's promoting it. The mainstream oh, the... artists wouldn't even push it on their own channels or anything. Right. Mm. So when you see SIA and what Daljeet's done, yeah. that's for me is yeah. huge yeah, yeah, yeah. because the, you're seeing them on their platforms pushing it as well at the same Even time. Even prior to that, he did uh, Peaches with that. What are you? What's her name? Uh, he did a remix. Oh, God, I can't remember. I forgot her name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told you I was still seven. I'm going to Google it now. Yeah. But I heard look, that. Coachella, like, man. Seven. Yeah, okay, look, yeah. Coachella. Come on, man. Like, this look, is... at the, look at the stages where he's taken it on. Like, you could argue, but we've never had it so good. And we're going to go into a real purple patch over the next few years of what, what can be achieved. Well, this is going to be one of our questions, which is like, so you talked to you used the word hope, didn't you, earlier, right? And I said, yeah, really, hope, hope. Kills you though. right? So, but, so my was, if we sit here and you watch cricket, nah, but I got a, an idea. But I'll call you, yeah, okay, yeah. peak, go, whatever you want to call him. But we looking now from from Anne Marie, sorry, Anne Marie, Anne Marie. I have to, I have to say, that, I have to say I've got to give the respect, man. I've got to give the respect yeah. because I heard her sing it, and at the end, she sang a little bit in Punjabi, Punjabi right? And I thought, wow, yeah, that's big, yeah. very big. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I had to, you, I had to say you that. You close your cycle now. Yeah, we're on there. Uh, I know, yeah, we're on there. Amory! Amory! So we look at like cricket now and we're like, well, okay, who's the next Virat Kohli? He's not going to be around forever. So from a, so we say Diljeet is a pinnacle, let's say, right now. Who's who's getting you excited? Who's like... I don't know. And the, the reason why I say that is because before you used to see an artist where they used to have a bit of a slow burn and then you can see the rise. Yep. And they'll stay there for a little bit. They'll, plat they'll plateau out there. And then they might just start, you know, seeing the end bit. Okay. I think what we're seeing now is really sharp spurts. Like AP. Yeah, <sighs> massive high. Yeah. And then the decline is just as bad. Mm. So I, don't, I can't really... Okay. I can't really say that. And then plus, when you look at um, some artists, they've gone up here massive. Yeah. And then they ain't got the... The money or anything else to kind to of reflect it. it. Oh, okay. You know yeah. what I mean. So you've got, you know, I won't, I won't mention him and this one, but yeah, I, I spoke, I speak to him quite, uh, quite a lot. Okay. But he, he's worked with the biggest artists in the world. But the recognition isn't. He's got the recognition, right? But he's not getting any bookings. So it's not translated. He's not getting any um, um, inquiries to to work with it. Well, he's getting to that, but they're just not being a, a little bit serious with him. But it's not proportionate to the amount you work with. It's not proportionate yeah, that yeah. if you're thinking that you are the biggest in your industry and you've worked with the number one, yeah. number two, RB yeah. number three, yeah. you should be minted. You should be, yeah, made. Yeah. You should be made, man. If yeah, that was yeah. in the mainstream and you've worked with Drake, Beyonce, whatever, 
you'd be raking. I think you, it'd be fair to say you should be rich. So why is the money? Saying, why yeah. is the money skewed, sir? Why they're not getting any, any kickback? I don't know. I think I, I genuinely don't know. I think the money is so disproportionately out there, and that's going to be the main motivation for a lot of people to go into an industry do you, to do it. It's available. Like it's it's there to the be taken. The money is available. Yeah. Because okay. we've got access to doing arena tours. Mm -hmm. We've got this. Yeah. The biggest challenge is convincing people to come to come and see you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah bums on seats. Yeah. Anything. Marketing bums is always, is always a thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. That that's the that's the bit. We know it when you do a, a podcast. Yeah. What the engagement is and what's the true engagement, right? I'm fearful that even in this industry around around podcasting, that people will naturally go to buying views, buying followers, buying all of this stuff. Because if that's your narrative to do that, I actually get it because that's the only way you're going to get attention from that side. But you're not going to make the money. You're spending more money per episode than what you're getting back in. The ROI. Why do they buy the views then? Because I know you wanted to talk about this because people say this. I mean, I'd like to throw a hat in the ring. Raf Safira, I think he's a hope for the UK scene. Mm. I think he's great. He can do many styles. Me and Garen were playing him in the car yesterday. Mid and I thought I was so he impressed. can do a JK style. He can do jazzy. a jazzy style. He can do an old 90s kind of vibe, garage yeah. vibe. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you have many different hats you can put on. That is very respectful. And I saw him live and I was very impressed. So I'm thinking he, for me, is a hope. But again, as you're saying, I'm hoping he doesn't just burn out or disappear. I want him to be sustained in the space for a while. I think if you look at anybody who's been in the industry, it, it, whether it's main or that, you need a rival. You need, you need worthy adversaries, yeah. Because that's going to push you in terms of your creativity. So, I, you know, from what, uh, when True School did his concert uh, with Punjab BMC, you saw array of new singers as well. So, there, there's hope there. There's hope in a few other, you know, a few other kind of emerging singers that you see coming on. So, but we need all of them to kind of push each other in terms of like competition. Because DJ, Omane needed DJ Sands, True School. Yep. But yeah. WFC needed uh, Bali Sagu. Yeah. You know, you, Jazzy needed all the other kind of like yeah, Indian yeah, yeah, markets yeah. that he was competing in and, and taking on an industry. You know what I mean? So you, you need those people in order to put, we need it i think what we That's i true. think we're podcasting for example is different is that it's a bit more kind of respectful in the mainstream where you actually do this collaborate bring people on share audiences because depends on who you are but not, but not everyone no, not yeah, everyone yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just my attitude yeah, yeah, from yeah. what i've taken and what i see the the goats joe rogan says it quite a lot he yeah. brings it from there so if mm. you're going to model yourself on the and stephen bartlett yep. if you're going to model yourself on the best people then you do what the best people And do. they themselves I say, I'm happy yeah. to share my guests with other bigger people yeah. because they're going to have a very different interview compared yeah, to but, me. But think of the and arrogance think stuff. Play. Think of the arrogance stuff that you own somebody else's ear. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you can yeah, only yeah. watch my Exclusive. Yeah. You, you're the, like, how dare you go and listen to somebody else? Mm. You can't, I don't want you to be in that, into the same space as you. To, I don't want to lose my audience to you or yeah. something like that. We, we do it all the, all, all the time. We do it ourselves. You might listen to your competitor and you might be their biggest fanboy without telling them. Yeah. But if you're not learning from, you know, what you guys are doing here or what I'm doing, for example, yeah. then what's the point? Because if you're that precious about it, yeah, it's yeah. the wrong industry for you.
Because you, you'll be you'll be absolutely ripped to shreds. I agree, and I think it's good that Raf. I think his competitor is the bigger industry where they buy views. He says himself, this video that that, that I've done online got me to like a million views or two million views. He said it's not been juiced up by other people in India with random clicks or fake views. He's um, like, yeah. this is organic. This is real. I'm mm. very proud of this, and I think fair play. Because there are some artists that come out there, like in India, you see all the thumbnails, 300 million views, yeah, like, 320 right, million views. How do you know it's, how do you know it's that? What, juiced? Yeah, no, not juiced. The comments, man, the likes, it's not proportionate. Well, you can buy it though, can't you? No, exactly. You Hence why it's skewed. No, but how do you not, not, not know that? We, because you take people's opinions at face value. I don't take anyone's opinions at face value in the in So the because somebody's told you that, that you think it's, it's correct. No, I've I've seen if you if you look at some some schemes like barely any comments, you can see view yeah, numbers. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that I let's say you do an episode with somebody else out there, mm. you can buy, you can buy your views, you can views buy you the can. comments and make it look like it's in proportion yeah, as well. You can. So what I'm saying is, is that even even if somebody has genuinely got there, you're still gonna have somebody who's another cynic. Oh yeah, you're still gonna yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can't take yeah. take it on, take it on that on that. Oh, I have to prove my worth. Raf doesn't have to prove himself to anybody. For what he's achieved and what he's doing is is brilliant, right? No one's gonna, no one can take take that away away from it. So like worrying about those gonna, I don't think he needs to do do that. I think what our our bit is is that we need to push an industry that helps him reach his potential. Yeah, yeah, and then he helps inadvertently reach their potential at the same time but where the metrics that we're looking at is have we had a dodgy comment <laughs> have we got this done because the other yeah. thing that you can't you mm. can't um you can't mitigate against is somebody else can buy views on your channel without you even knowing what so let's say you could get oh. your your, vid your you could get a video yeah. right they can buy if they really hate you they might spend 50 quid on you Buy the views, put it on your one, flag your flag your episodes up. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden your algorithm's messed up because it doesn't make sense. That's dark, man. <laughs> I was about dark. that. That's very dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So like that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, how how you how you make measure success is is different to, to each, yeah, yeah. each yeah. one. I don't see it in terms of views and uh, uh, from that side. I look at the value in terms of what what, what they bring in terms of like is there something that you can learn? Can somebody from from an um, um, as a person, understand or learn something from what they've done. The ramblings of a Sikh, for example. Okay. I challenge you not to learn something from each of his episodes. The content that he puts out is brilliant because you're always learning something that you just didn't you didn't know about. And yeah, for you, that's the value. It. For me, that's the what's the what's, yeah. the, what's, the, what's the point, point? of listening? Isn't it? How have you found the Brown scene podcast? I'm talking now. I. I I think we're in very early stages. Yeah. And, um, but I also see a lot of people running out of steam. I've slowed down, for example. Okay. You know, I used to do um, one a week. Okay. I'm like probably one every two weeks now. Okay. Um, but the idea is to kind of ramp it up again into the, into the next bit. But I've got no end game. Like for me, I might, I could stop six months time. So the reason you do your podcast is? For me. It's just because I want to learn. I was really curious. I, my frustration used to be um, I used to listen to an interview and I'd have like five questions that I'd want them to answer and they wouldn't. 
and they only have 10 minutes to answer a question. I used to get pissed off, like, oh man, they've gone now. Which, <laughs> is, which, is, which is what's annoying about doing radio interviews sometimes. Exactly. So it can long, be like so the constraints. So, yeah, so, yeah. so, so, so long, long form content, yeah. It, for me, is that you actually see a little bit of. Under the skin. Yeah. Mm. But then the amount of stuff that said off camera is yeah, massive. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's true as well. And then you get into this weird matrix <laughs> where you, you're interviewing someone. Mm. And then you've got to kind of relax in terms of what you're trying to say to someone. To allow them to breathe. Exactly. So very rarely are you able to kind of get your opinion. And then as I'm doing it more and more, I've had people start, start asking more questions. So where mm. in one interview for an hour, you might only ask seven questions. Mm. And then you, you might have 20% talk time. Mm. Yeah. Which for me, it should be correct because they're the person. Yeah. But now, as you're getting more comfortable and your audience is growing, they want yeah. to hear your opinion on things. Yes, and so yeah, like yeah. that twenty percent might turn to fifty. Yeah, that oh. you're actually having a conversation rather than an interview. So your your own style evolves, and I think for where people have started out doing their podcast, yeah, I think people have realised that it's a lot tougher than what they 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 thought it is. Yeah, I think they also think about there's a lot more hidden costs that people think about. Yeah. And access mm. to people is very, very difficult now because people want to protect their brand. Yes. You know, very defensive. Yes. And, and how they, you know, want to promote. How they want to be perceived. Exactly. So, yeah. and, and that's why you might get the no media campaigns or, you know, where people have to justify why they, you know, their successes. Yeah. yeah. Where I, for me, it's only a personal one. I'm not threatened by anybody. Mm. I'm, I'm wicked with a, a large proportion of people. And uh, even, you know, with people who I don't ag agree with or get on, mm. I could have a healthy conversation with them and I could have a sense check. Have I got it wrong? That's fine. You're allowed to change your mind. But you have the maturity. I think we live in a world now. Look at the, obviously the conflict absolute, Middle East. Everybody's polarized. Yeah. 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 This is the only opinion you can have. Yeah. Well, you have to change your mind. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's exactly. not, fr that's frowned upon. That is frowned upon. Like you yeah. can have one school of four. At that point in time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, I've changed my mind. Because I've read of this, or this is Yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. I've heard another opinion. I thought... That's fair know, enough. I'll, yeah. give you, I'll give you a live example of this. Yeah, go There was a... There was a artist who I was having a... He was... Um, wanted to come onto the podcast. And he was just blowing up my phone. And I was like, look, I got broke. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to do you any favours by yeah. you coming on here. Because your episode might be... This is when I first started off. Okay, yeah. I said, you have one life story. Yep. I don't want to disrespect your life story and it's, and you're measuring your success by views because you might get a hundred views. The reach, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'll go, let me work out my plan and then I'll get you where you, at least you might have a, a decent audience a to better share chance your, of, yeah. your story because that's the respect I value your story. And he goes, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, we got there. Got him on, done an interview, and we just talked about another guy. Okay. And he was saying, Oh, he's, he's doing a relaunch, he's doing this, he's doing this, that, and the other. I was like, How many relaunches can somebody do? Right? <laughs> and I didn't say anything. And I was in my, I was like, What, you know, what a prat, what's he doing this for? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I met the guy, I met my mate again. Yep. Two weeks later, uh, playing football. And then I said to him, I go, You know, you, what you were saying from that side, I go, why, why is he doing that? And he goes, you know, so they've got to try. 
Mm. And I realised I felt this small then because he was right. He's having a go. Mm. At least he's trying. Mm. Whereas me before being a cynic and cussing the guy was my natural instinct to do that. Rather than giving the benefit of the doubt that he's having a go. So when people are having a go in the brand space and at this bit, I like that. I get it. It's just the problem is, is that you've got so many of the hidden obstacles that makes it really difficult. It's great to try and encourage others to keep going for it as well. Like we get DMs of people saying, I want to start X, Y, and Z. And we say, just try and see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, no, but yeah, we yeah. also give tangible things. Yeah, yeah, I'm a voice yeah, note yeah. and say, guys, this is what you need to look at. Yeah, yeah, This yeah, is yeah. this. If you have any issues, message us. I've, you know, I've, I've done crossovers in, in, with uh, Taranam Tind. Okay. Who's yeah. arguably the biggest podcaster in Canada. Mm. She's done Sonali, uh, which is Daljeet's manager, Karan Audula, in the AP documentary. And I have regular conversations with her and, and the struggles that she faces over there, exactly the same here. Mm. Exactly the same. And it's almost Related in the to. same industry. Mm. But then if she's facing the same, then you know we're on the same kind of pathway in terms of everyone's moving in the same direction, mm. facing the same struggles. It's mm. really important, you know, that you try and encourage them. But some things do, do get on your nerves when you see some things and you're just like, you're trying to, you're always battling yourself, like just keep it, keep your mouth shut, keep this that, you know what I mean? <laughs> keep your opinions to yourself yeah. sometimes. Sometimes it's better to say yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. My brother goes to me, he goes, oh, you're too vanilla. You're too nice to everyone. As a podcast interviewer. Yeah, a little but that's, bit. But that's because he, he, he knows you. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. But the other, the other yeah. part of it is, is that he also knows is that the controversy and uh, clickbait is what gets you the views and gets you all of that. But, but do you my, want to be that? Yeah, but that's, that's my whole point. Is it's like my... Uh, yeah, MO is not that. Yeah, MO is not that. I want to be a safe space for somebody to come and then I just want to ask you questions for my own curiosity. No, that's an interesting point you're doing, Rick. Because we sit there and you know, we'll have conversations with people and the people looking in at the brand industry, this is how they categorize it. There are brand content creators who are going to make what I have coined Buddha content. Yeah. So, look, there's no hate. Like, no, I use Kutappa as a jumper. It cracks me up. I love I it. I watch a lot of Kutappa, Sankar. I love Kutappa. Right? Yeah. I love him to And bits. I'm like, okay, bro, you're authentic and you do your thing fully. Like, he goes in. Yeah. But I said, Indy, like, you and me, that's not us, man. Yeah, like, ours not. is like you, long form content. You guys are hot in a hard space, though, man. What you mean? Go on. Because, like, you know, because, you know, when, uh, when I've seen your content. Mm. Yeah. I think you're almost, it's like a show, isn't it? Where you've got, you know, because the amount of on-topic stuff that you've got to bring up, you've got to find what's the next issue that we've got to talk about. Mm. We need to think of a, an angle on this. This is just my opinion. And I always find it, I always find it that I feel for you lot. Mm. Not in a bad, <laughs> that sounds very patronizing, but not because it's a different style. It's a, it's, it's a different battle to go with. That's right. We're I couldn't keep, do what you guys do. We're trying all. to keep up with the cultural aspect. Exactly. So what's happening in the brand space at the moment that we exactly. want to talk about. So then, mm. you know, when you said about, you know, the fear of being cancelled, that's a real thing. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Because you're, you're just an arse hair away from, uh oh, is it wearing the shit? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So whereas with me, I'm, I'm just a one-to-one interviewer because that's my, my style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas you guys have got to be topical, funny, mm-hmm. um, controversial to a point to get the interest, your artwork, Interesting, your studio, yeah, yeah, your yeah. production. All of this has got to be on point. Uh, on point. So that's why, yeah, so, you yeah. know, there's a lot of you guys, uh, Benzania, those yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly the same. Um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. 
Oh, I could be digital. I don't want to piss anyone else, but I think I've mentioned. But the UK scene, yeah, like, we don't base yeah. any quite well. In the UK, it's, just, it's very small. I'd say it's yeah. very small. No, but what I mean is like a few independent, like you know who I've, um, you know Tommy Sandy. Okay. Yeah, he's Brown Lowe, yeah, yeah Brownlow. There's a few mm. other guys, you know, pushing it. A few women ones are coming onto the scene as well. Um, so I think we're in a good organic space, but I I I, I don't believe there's money in there at the moment. I don't think there is either. No. And it's if you can crack the YouTube algorithm and if you can find a suitable sponsor that likes your message, then you mm. might get somewhere. But if you can't, then you're doing this for the enjoyment. And that's what me and Garen started this on, was the enjoyment aspect of it for me and him. Trying to talk about brand sponsor. related... Sponsor. Absolutely. Trying to talk about current brown stuff is a struggle because sometimes we have groups with other friends and family. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. say, you might want to talk about this, you might want to talk about that. Having eyes and ears everywhere. I'm big on Twitter, so I see these things. I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. Send me the video and be like, watch this. We need an angle. Yeah, I'm like, watch this. We need to come and talk about this. And uh, then you add that to your episode title. It's relevant the following week. Yeah. People mm. will watch it. For that, you're putting people in with something current. A message I was told was, people come for the thing you're telling, they stay for you afterwards. So they, they want to answer the question. Message, they want the question answered. But they stay for you afterwards, what you bring to it. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. the difference. Yeah. And it's the game you play to try and make some yeah, I, I, and, and sometimes, you know, you know, your ego gets stroked as well at the same time where randomly I've bumped into somebody and oh, I remember this episode, you said this and blah, yeah. blah, or thanks for this bit. And I'm yeah. like, bloody hell, I didn't realise, you know, that that, that, that can happen as I'm well at the same time. Well, yeah. And then, I struggle whenever people come People say, say hello to him and he's like, yeah. like oh, I see you somewhere. He's like, no. <laughs> Where? And you make some, it's like a guessing game. He's like, oh, you got five chances. If you don't know, I'm going to go now. No, I don't do that. But when just, someone I sees me, get, I'm like, you see my podcast. I just get this straight. Oh, is it, it's, oh, this, is, this is probably the cringiest part of this. <laughs> I, was, I was having a meeting last week. Yeah. And there was a, uh, Apri, he was on the on the call. Okay. And uh, I had to ring it for something for a project. Work yeah, yeah. And I was like, blah 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 blah, going on from there. She goes, I've seen, I've I've seen Nick, yeah. and, and I was like, uh, nah. You know, I was like, <laughs> you're me. No, you're no, because me. I love because yeah. my my team's profile is yeah. moody. I'm like, I'm looking into the distance. Yeah. Like. I think I was at a party that I didn't want to be at, and he, he, that was it. That's the picture. Okay. That's what. That's yeah, my yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, Bandao. And I went, uh oh. And I was, she goes, You do podcasts, do this, this. Only like, fans. Only fans got Bobby fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shot my feet. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> so then all, all of a sudden, we started to get the conversation about pot. Yeah. Right? Uh, You're limited on time. I only had like two minutes left of the call to actually get what it was. But yeah. that. That appreciation of where somebody comes back to you and, and says, doing. you know what, it, it's there. And you see at this moment in time, I don't know when the episode's going to be put out, but yeah. we're in the unwrapped, people are releasing the Spotify, the yep. streams yeah, and yeah, all yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when you get some of that feedback comes back, it's just like, Shit. yeah, you know what it, you know what it, you know what it is. Rick, I would say, and then the, the word that encompasses everything we're saying is impact. That's what it is for me. Yeah. Though. When we sat down and it's only recently, we said, why do we do the podcast? From when we started to why do we do it now? Mm. Why did you guys do it then? Oh man, we've told the story many times. I'm gonna sum it up quick, some conscious time. Basically, <laughs> I wanted to do one for years. Yep. Um, I had a really bad stutter growing up. I couldn't speak properly. I okay. was really unconfident. So I wanted a space to develop public speaking and confidence. Yep. I needed a person to do it with. I was in his bedroom with him, nothing. Oh. <laughs> we were filming <laughs> content for him and okay. his separate business he does. And I said, Can we do a pub recording? He's like, No. 
and then I just put my phone out, put it on the sofa, and I said, let's, let's have a chat. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, let's have a chat. He said, all right, cool. Let's have a quick chat. So we're sitting there chatting and uh, put the first episode out, second, third, fourth, fifth. Only until like about 90 episodes in, we like changed everything because it wasn't getting anywhere for us. And it wasn't working on what he's good at and what I'm good at. Yeah. And then we found a space where we can both have really good synergy and then we changed direction. And now it's, it's nice for both yes. of us because there's a mutual assurance that if I have something related to the technical side, I can do it. Mm. There's a business related problem. Yeah. He can do it. And our roles are completely separate mm. and we work very well. Yeah. So, but that's part of because there's two of you in it and you're if you're doing to it solo, stuff, it's yeah. a very, that's very what, so even when I did the Bane's when when I was chatting to those guys, yeah, yeah. one does the artwork, one does the, yeah. the kind of the, 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 the bits yeah, from yeah, it. So, like the way it, yeah. how they do it, it was like, it's excellent. Yeah. And then it, we, we spoke and I was just going through what my difficulties were. Because, like, if you're, you know, what people may not know about is if you book a studio to go and do, you're, you're thinking the amount of cancellations. Yep. Yeah. You know, imagine you guys have come down from here. You've paid for this. People have paid from there. There's a back someone cancels, big one, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to wreck their day. Yeah. yeah. You could be doing £100 down just not even doing anything. Yeah. Even with a guy just saying, sorry, can't make it today. The amount of times that you get let down, yeah. that's the problem. If it wasn't, and that's where I think where we have to kind of professionalize ourselves to a point yeah. where they respect you as well, where, you know, they know your time. And like the only reason, you know, I came here bang on time because I know the struggle that what yeah, you yeah, guys yeah, are going to yeah. do. No, thank you, man. I appreciate you know, from, that. From that bit, and it, it, that's a respect thing, though. Mm. And but I you know that because you're in the industry. Time, right? That's what people don't see. Uh, I'll just round off the point I was going to say about impact. Rick, when we get messages now from people who are like, I'm really lonely. I'm in this kind of, I'm going to university. I have not been job friends, but at least your podcast, I feel like I'm part of something. Yeah. Or somebody else, one of my favorite comments I've had is, we did this whole thing about when you're the Godora and you have your tal, get longer, and you turn it, so you get keyed in the biggest part. Yeah. And he was like, the guy said, he was like, I was so sad this day and I heard that bit and I was just so relatable. And he was like, because that's exactly what I think. Yeah. And then when you obviously you can go deep on some other stuff we talk about, but having that impact on people now sustains yeah, Definitely for me. Does, the it reason does. why it just this is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, 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 when you have I, a shit day and you see that, you're like, you know what? Okay, yeah. this is actually, it's, yeah. it's, it's not impacting people's lives, but it's bringing them a bit of joy. Yeah. And everyone has a tough life. Mm. I just want to give people a little bit of respite. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and that's, that. why, that's why I think yours is harder. Yeah. Um, because you're constantly, you're trying to find that as well at, this, at the same time. Do you know what I mean? You're trying to find that little bit of humor in there to yeah. make someone smile. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> you know, another one, you know, another guy like Ted Samra, for example, now he's fearless in terms of what he asks people. He's very direct. He gets uh, yeah. to the point. And so I, you know, I, I speak to him quite a lot and um, he, he's coached me. I've coached him on, on some stuff. Yeah. But he, again, it looks on the setups, the presentation and all this, you know, what, what makes it that bit that it creates the environment when you have insensitive discussions, and discussions yeah, yeah. that it conveys quite a lot. And he's really good at that where he's like to kind of pinpoint. I think you guys are yeah. as well at that, at, at that time to get that healthy balance. But I also think, you know, where I'm getting to is there's so much choice for the people. You're allowed to like two or three people, yeah, yeah, you know, in different cool. opinions. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could have the same guest on five different channels and it's five completely different interviews. different interviews. And that's how it should be. 
Yeah, and that's okay. Like sometimes okay. Like, when we talk about this thing about Kheer, right? Or we talk about Indi can't tell the time of Punjabi. Yeah. You get some comments like, why do you talk about serious things? And then we will reply, listen, this isn't a web channel. Like if you want to go and find that content, there's a million podcasts. Ours is, there's going to be the funny, there's going to be the serious. Yeah. But this is what we do. Yeah. Ricky, I do have a couple of no, questions right. left for you. Why do performing artists have this habit of lip syncing on stage? Even when it's their own gig, I understand that for us, we've done Bangra showdowns many, we've been to many. And when we're there, there's an artist who comes on stage, who lip syncs. Yeah. I'm thinking, that's fine. You're here as a part of the package. I'm not here to just see you. When you go to gigs and you see them actually lip sync, yeah. why the fuck do they do it? Why is it and how is that acceptable oh as a fucking standard in the industry? The general bit of it is that they can't sing for a long time. That's I believe. That's stamina. stamina. Is that what you're saying? I think vocal quality. If you look at someone like, for example, let's say Jazzy is the, yeah. is the GOAT, right? Yeah. You said it now. Okay, all right. Jazzy would do a full wedding, Yeah. do it live band. Yeah. I've right? seen that. We grew yeah. up in live yeah. band. Yeah. When he does gigs, it's live band. Yeah. I think in different countries where there's no band available, then he might do a, a rare PA, but that's only been recent. PA mm. being? You know, singing over a song, right, you okay. know, singing, but he's not miming it. He's still singing over a song. Yes. Yeah. If you're doing a concert, I believe my personal opinion that you should be doing, you should sing live, but I don't think that they've kind of trained themselves up to that level where they're able to do it or their vocal quality within there. And that's what I mean about those spurts, what I mentioned earlier. People have that spurt. If, let's say you're the biggest fan of someone, right? You're a big fan. You rate them, you respect them. They get to that level, smashing it up uh, on that bit. You have that one experience where you paid to go and see them live and they're not singing live. That's going to affect you. That will. And then you're going to come back and tell 10 other people, yeah. oh, this geezer man went to go and see him. He's miming. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's a prat. He did this. I can't yeah. believe that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It has such a you know, cumulative effect. And that's your PR from word of mouth. But I think it's about their, their training, their skill. JK, for example. Yeah. That's a great life set. JK didn't come out. I think he was learning for like 10 years before he was ready to be on stage. And he talks about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, said yeah. this in a clip recently. He was I remember. a post from the Bella. He put a clip out saying yeah. the music industry today, like people aren't learning the craft properly. They just get mm. straight in. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I had mm. to go learn things, do yeah. things properly. And then now everything is diluted. If you, like, it, and I appreciate yeah, that. So if you, you know, the test is, is like, sing for an hour. That's it. Live. <laughs> anyone, anyone from it? And I think if you're going to, but the game is not that way as well. People have had so much work done to their song that they can't recreate it. On stage live. Yeah. And, mm. you know, this is where the AI part and all these other bits all play a little, you, it will start to be deconstructed. I think Stuff. that's where the standard Sorry, has man. to go. Because if, like, I've been to see Arjit Singh live. Yeah. Arjit Singh. Okay. Arjit Fateh Ali Khan. Yeah. Live. Yeah, got the biggest excuse. But he ups it. He ups life. it every yeah. single <laughs> time I see him. He's yeah, better yeah, yeah. every time vocally. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's spectacular. You you respect your craft. Daljeet has got like I said, he's got every reason excuse not to sing live. Yeah, but he does, and because he's learned and he's skilled and he's able to showcase it. That's what and he was doing songs around. way back, like old, old yeah. songs that yeah. got nowhere. Yeah. 
and now so he's massive. I, 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 you know, you probably need to speak to a producer or a vocal coach or somebody who could kind of answer that a lot better. Because if you're thinking, you saw, you said this a lot, you saw 50 Cent Live, and you said... Absolutely shit. Many years ago, many yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah, he was yeah. terrible. But at the end of his tour, and but you, his voice was gone. I was like, I'm not But that's, again, a, that's another thing. You know, yeah. that's another thing. Longevity. About yeah. age. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, the vocal quality, the deterioration goes down pretty drastically. In my opinion, when they get to about 45, 50, starts going on the decline. The only few people I've seen when I was on Facebook, Mungal Singh used to do these live lives. He was on Blue, but Shin DCS. Yeah. You listen to Shin DCS now. Yeah. He is unbelievable. He's still quality. But he, when I did an interview with him, yeah. He was got, he said he does about, 90 minutes Riyaz in the morning exercises yeah and yeah, then yeah, he does yeah, it in yeah. the evening as well yeah. so he's maintaining wow. he's doing it. it every day yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. for him it's a lifestyle it's a life yeah yeah so it's not like oh gonna go down to the pub have a few mixed grill have a glassy couple of fags come on let's start singing yeah gig and then you won't do that again for not practice and then keep doing it so there's no off season what you're saying yeah, people like shit they, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lifestyle and they, they're naturally god gifted if you give someone a bad gig performance, mm. they're never going to come back and see you again. Mm. And in our space, where it's so small compared to a mainstream space where it's a lot bigger. See, you locally, see me and you are very, very similar on that. It's true, though. Because th this, is the, this is the other I'm point around tours. i to go and see you perform. If you're going to give me a shit night, I'm fuming because yeah. I took time off for this. And especially if it's someone like Doctor, He's had but a daughter. We're, we're miserable people, no, I would no, no, say, no, no, right? But, but, <laughs> we go but, to that. We go, we, go to that <laughs> we go to that. We go to that. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. I'll explain it. You tell me if I'm right, guy. If you go, if a promoter, so I had Prash, right? He's the, one of the main guys, Desi Beats, arguably one of the biggest promoters in the UK, right? I said to him, if, if an artist comes down and they're doing a show, you go to that show and there's loads of empty seats, whose fault is it? He goes, 100% of the time is down to the promoter mm. because you never told the artist the, real, the, the realism that you're not going to sell tickets, you're not going to do this, blah, 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 right? So let's say you're an avid fan of a boy band. You go to that venue and it's empty. Mm. You're going to think, am I a weirdo that I'm the one who finds this one because there's no one else here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And then you're going to think, as an avid fan, the next time they come, am I going to go again? Yeah. So if you're feeling that doubt as a big fan, how are you going to go? How is somebody else going to say, I'm going to take a gamble on them to, the to go see them again? Yeah. So getting smaller venues, making it look like it's packed. All of these are all part or of the saying it's creative. Sold out. Or saying it's sold out. Scarcity. Say, because they, mm. we could say this room sold out. So it's about perception. Yes. And yes. I think that's what a lot of these newer artists have started to be more sensitive on about the art of optics is what I call okay. it. Yes. Marketing. Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Marketing. I was just bullshitting that for no reason. <laughs> and yeah. then the last question. Was that the same point before I was, no, what you were saying? That, that? that was very close. My point was going to be someone like Doctor has a daughter. For him to go out in the evening is a big job. He has to plan someone to look after his daughter. He might have to put her down. It might be a difficult night. He might have to get a babysitter. He spent time to go out to come to that event. He might not get a date night with his missus. He chose to go to that event, had a shit night, and he's thinking, I'm never seeing you again because my time is very precious. Yeah, that's money. I think the ticket ain't going to be cheap. You know, money these are now 70, 
hundred pound tickets, hundred fifty pound tickets. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to be paying for that. The production on on what you're seeing is going to be spot on as well. The value. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. can't just have a big screen and that's it. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There needs yeah, to yeah, be yeah. props. There need to be this, that, and the other. Look at Diljeet bought a fucking moon. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> right? right? It's he fantastic. Bought <laughs> <laughs> but then you can see that's what you he's pushing. He's dragging the industry up by the neck and say, right, we've got this is the standard this is, now. This yeah. is what we've got to keep doing. Okay. You managed Frenzy in the past. What would you say led to his massive rise to being mm. one of the guys in the industry from a DJ perspective? I knew him at university. He was changing degrees. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do. And then I lost touch with him. And then, bam, he's out there making these mixes going super stupid viral. viral. And yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. that's impressive. How did he make that transition? So are you frenzy in like through various kind of circles, friend circles and stuff and that? And I'm a bit older, so he was like one of the youngest in our in our crew, still is. I think for him it was a perfect storm in what was going on. Okay. One from people who was hanging around with him what he was learning, but then the technology wise that was out there, the skills that he kind of learnt himself in terms of DJing, mixing, video art direction. Mm. Um just general kind of whatever he puts his head to is, is pretty good. Right. But any of the glory in that goes down to the artists because that's their creatives, that's their, their whole bit. I think for him, it was a perfect storm that social media was coming at, like you were seeing the waves of viral videos start to come. And I think he caught that one of the best out of anybody. And so from a marketing point of view and from the quality of his mixes at the end of the day, let's, let's get that right. Mm. Uh, and the, the attention he he got there, and then at that time was when the Vera, the, when he was getting married, and the other bit is mm. you know quite a lot of other DJs out there now are doing it, is that they had the guts to go travel to India, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Just to tr go around the world, you know. You yeah. look at numerous of DJs that you, if you follow, they're going all around the world. They're fair play to them. They're enjoying their life. They're doing it as well. Yeah, and I, so you know what, Badi Sagu and Punjab BMC were doing 20, 30 years ago, but there's no social media. All these guys now are doing it from because they're benefiting from that exactly. Thing. So, but where with Frenzy was different because he 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 was kind of leading that way with social media yeah. as well at the same time. Is Frenzy a mixer or a DJ? I, you know, for me, as somebody who's watching, it, like, mm. so is somebody a selector as well? You know, there's like. There's loads of different nuances around it. Depends on your mm. audience because if you're doing a wedding, yeah, you need to be a different type of DJ. If you're doing a club, it's a different type. Yes, That's so true. there's very different nuances, and I'll be doing it a disrespect to kind of comment on that arena. It's like me saying about what level of a doctor is a pediatrician better than this a surgeon. Mm. So you're saying you can't compare? Yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah I, I think there's so many different mm. levels into it. You know, even with your Pangra teams, there's different levels in terms of yeah, what, you need to see a do. professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's it, it's it's different. Both need different skills, but I can't. I think to, get, to answer your question to a point, I think you can't be everything. No, <laughs> you you know you're always you must lean, have a niche. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. leaning to something more better than something else. Yeah, you, know, you can't. It's very rare that you're going to get somebody who's who's complete all rounder. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We like to round out the pods with guests with a quick quiz. Okay. So for you, we're going to give you a couple of rapid fire questions. 
Primark replaced which shopping center in which in Birmingham city center? I went Palisade. Was it Palisade or Pavilion? I'm going to go for Pavilion. Technically, but both are correct. Okay. Slash one for one. One for one. one, for one. one <laughs> what is the real name of the boring ball? This is tough. Come on, man. <laughs> boring ball. Bold. Huh? Oh, no, no. Bully. Bully. Go on, go on. I might know this. We'll give him a clue. We'll give him a clue. Go on, go on. Go on, go on. Go on. Are you going to say something? Are go you on. thinking the Olympics one? Because there was a different name given yeah, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's where my confusion. The right. actual ball one by outside. The one outside. Yeah. Nah, I don't know it. Right, it's a famous newspaper, English newspaper. Left leaning. The Guardian. That's the, that's the name of it. That's the name Guardian. of it. The Guardian. The Guardian. The Guardian. We didn't know this. We had to look at the Guardian. Well. The Guardian is the name. Guardian. I don't the I just saw the, the Birmingham flag the other day. There's a Birmingham flag? There's a Birmingham flag. What's on it? So there's the Guardian. Then you've got yellow, which was for the, it symbolises the city of a thousand trades. Birmingham? Yeah, Birmingham. Okay, fair. There's store blasters on there. No, And there was another colour, I can't remember what that was bit now. I think it, I can't remember. Oh, orange, orange in it, orange. Yeah, I think it's something about it. Oh, who was the Birmingham author who wrote Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit? J.R. Tolkien. Hey, there we go. Spot on. Right, Bangarab related. Oh, no. Rank from one to five, one being the best, five being the worst. Take your time, give Does me all the options. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Listen to this. <laughs> different, different eras, different okay. questions. Okay. Oh, this is a bit tricky. This is AP Delon, Shub, Diljit, Siddhu, Karan Orjla. I think Siddhu's one. Sindhu's number one. Okay, yeah. alright. It's what the metrics are, isn't it? No, no. Opinion. You, you, opinion. Your opinion. Your, your, your opinion. Whatever your markers are. I'll give you a reminder of the one I'll say, I'll say Diljit Karan. Diljit Karan. And then I'll say AP and then Shub. AP and then Shub. Mm, okay, alright. I think Shub is early in his career, needs that longevity. I think AP, for what is the success he's got and what, how he's dominating in, the, in that world, is massive Netflix and stuff. Orgela is on the cusp of greatness. Because you can see what he's done. The year he just had was unreal. Yeah, Daljeet He was is, your number one artist on Spotify, right? Yeah, Daljeet Col- Coachella. I saw, you, I saw you. There you go. Yeah, he's that way. Mm-hmm. But I think what Sidhu and did, did well, we're still doing it. Like, so, you know, he is a business now. Yeah. Siddhu is a business with, you know, people clout chased and whatever, but he, what he sustained in terms of how big he went after his death, I think he's, he's an icon now because it'd be like, you know, how you think of Bruce Lee, Bob Marley, all the other four, but that'd be like, Siddhu is just massive. Rank from one to five again. This is harder. Bindrakia, Manak, Jazzy, <laughs> Kaka, Gardasman. Wait, wait. Rick's face is like, it's disrespectful for me. <laughs> Listen, I don't want no the question. I want the full bandwagon experience, okay? Oh man. See, if there's no Monic, then there's no Jazzy. 
in, in my opinion, as well. At the same okay, time, Stardew, so, Stardew, yeah. What's that again? Bindrakia. 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 Manak, Jazzy, Kaka, Gardasman. I gotta give full credit so to I'm my gonna... wife for this because she came up with this. Yeah, she so is a I'm... massive Bangara head. Yeah, so I'm gonna put Kaka as five. Okay. Because okay. we never had the full. Yeah. For, but what it could have been was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm gonna put. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> this, this... Gardasman is four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with you so far. Then I'm gonna say, don't say. Oh, this is don't say. Say it. Don't say. Say it. I'm gonna say no. Say it. What you're thinking is three is number one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I saw a picture with Monik and Bindrakia the other day, yesterday. Okay. And then I saw Jazzy comment on it and I just thought, you know, so there's a level of res- that there respect from there respect. to mm. go from that side. But again, we were robbed with Bindrakia as well. Also, Monik's voice was something I've never seen before on those old recordings. But if you put When in you like, see the mic is here, yeah, and he's yeah, back yeah, yeah. here, I put, and you're I, hearing the full no, kitsch. I ripped some people, like some video, and I stick them up on my bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you had Tinda in there, Jumpkilla. Uh, I mean, it's a horrible, oh no, oh no. horrible question. Yeah. Okay. Rank from one to five. Punjab BMC, Bali Sugu, Bali DJ Sanj, Iki. This is good. This is the time. 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 This is the so Man, like impact for me then, right? Yeah. So I can't, I can, I can explain this. So Punjab BMC would be my number one. Oh wow, you got me number one first. Sure, okay. Yeah, agree. Because I fell out of love with Punjabi music, and I heard hundred percent proof, and he brought me back. Okay. So oh. it was when I was a kid. So yeah. he's number one. Icky will be the future goat. I agree. But. At this moment in that ranking, mm. who's the other ones again? Punjab BMC, Bali Sugu, Bali Jaukau, DJ Sanj, Iki. There's two bullies. Yeah, I'm going to put Bali Jaukau second. Okay. Mm. Bali Jaukau second. Then I'm going to put Iki there. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. At this moment. Okay. okay, okay. Because if you look, at numbers and what he's done already. Unreal. Oh, yeah, he's an Adama. And then is he, who's remaining? Bali, Bali Jabba. DJ Sanj. And DJ Sanj. Sorry, no, no. no. Bali Sagu and DJ Sanj. DJ Sanj, then Bali Sagu. Wow, Bali Sagu. Ooh, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have mm. thought you put Sanj at the bottom. No, because f- for me, there was a. Like I said, for me, you used to have PMC versus Bali Sagu. Yeah. Mm. I um, like Bali's Sagu's early stuff, my personal opinion. Um, Rather than his latter stuff, mm. but I, I can, I'm thinking about it just in times of my experience. I feel that. Okay. Yeah. Greatest of all time, Bangla singer. Who's the goat? Oh, Manik's the goat. You said it earlier, Jazzy. 
But then the respect. But they're not. But they're there's not no jazzy with that. No jazzy yeah. with, 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 so they're one in the same. He had a mind. Yeah. He changed it in the episode. Yeah, yeah. See, they killed him. But I didn't know the context in terms okay, of where, okay. it, where it was leading to. So. Final question: Who is the goat producer? I would never have expected that. Tell me why. But he, he created everything. Mm. <laughs> so that he, yeah, but but you know, like with. If you go into it, how he worked with Jamkila, Dasman, Shinda, without them, without not having produced some of that, the, his work is being copied now. Yeah, and it's the, you know what I mean. So I would say he's 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 number one. Okay, that's it, Ricky. Thank you so much. This bro. has been a pleasure. Can you tell people where to find you? On all yeah, platforms. Yeah, um, stuff, man. This is your chance. Yeah, if you go onto uh, Bandwagon on uh, Instagram, uh, so it's B H A N D A. D A. Yeah, I was gonna. Th- I was gonna. Top, I was gonna. 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 All of them there. Only fans and YouTube. Yeah. I was gonna. I might have. To, I was originally gonna give my other other don't profile, do that. but no, my Ricky. But that one's open anyway, so you'll find me at Ricky Badal as well. So it's it's kind of linked as well. Perfect, like Ricky. Yeah. Thank you so much, bro. No, I really, really appreciate, appreciate you guys. And, we will uh, do this again, man. Yeah, keep it up. Make sure you um, you know keep flying the flag and uh, respect to you guys. And, and flag. well done to what you guys have done already. <laughs> thank you, know, you my It's a big thing and it's appreciated. Appreciate, man. Thank you, my brother. Pleasure. Respect. People, catch you next week in a bit.